This is Graceland Keller with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and I am here this morning with Jacob Emerson, who is an editor at Becker's Healthcare. So Jacob, thanks so much for joining me today. And I hear you have two stories that you want to share with us about trends and what you're looking at, the key issues in the healthcare space right now. So let's hear it. Definitely. Well, thank you for having me on, Graceland. Um, so yeah, two things that I wanted to talk about in the world of health insurance. The first one this week is um, about Cigna rebranding to what is going to be called the Cigna Group. Um, and that was just this, the, earlier this week. And it's not necessarily that this story is uh, huge, huge on its own, but it's indicative of kind of how the entire industry is moving. Um, essentially, we've got the big players, the big insurance companies, They've, they've become large healthcare service organizations that happen to have large payer units attached now. Um, and so this story, like I said, is kind of indicative of that trend. So, so Cigna is rebranding to be called the Cigna Group, and they're going to be splitting into two pieces. There's going to be the health benefit segment, the insurance piece, and that'll be called Cigna Healthcare, and that'll serve all of its commercial, government, and international members. And then the other side of the company will be called Evernorth Health Services. That's going to house its pharmacy, its care delivery, and its benefits uh, solutions. So the pharmacy benefit manager and then the actual care delivery that Sigma does on the ground um, for its members. So really interesting um, to watch there. But that kind of mirrors how we've seen other payers brand themselves in recent years um, to reflect a growing number of healthcare services that they offer on top of being insurance plans. So um, probably the biggest and most well-known, of course, is United Health Group. And they obviously operate health benefits under United Healthcare, but then they have medical services um, through Optum. And there's all kinds of services that Optum offers nowadays, including, of course, its PBMs, the data and analytics uh, unit, and then the care delivery, where they literally are providing the healthcare to patients um, through primary care clinics or other types of facilities. And then we had Anthem rebrand to Elevance Health last year. And again, that's just to reflect their growing number of services that they offer. And they launched Carillon, which is their healthcare services brand. And then this year, we saw Humana split itself between an insurance segment and then the healthcare services segment called Centerwell. And then CVS Health, of course, owns Aetna. So like I said, um, essentially the entire U.S. insurance industry, at least among the big players, has transformed into um, uh, healthcare services slash insurance. Yeah, so the second one I was wanting to talk about was um, something that's going to be ending when the public health emergency does on May 11th. And it's a 20% cut in the amount of Medicare funding that hospitals get to treat COVID-19 patients. Um, so essentially, since January of 2020, when the public health emergency began, hospitals nationwide have received a 20% increase in the Medicare payment rates that they get through the hospital inpatient prospective payment system um, to treat COVID-19 patients. So basically, if they had a patient that tested positive for COVID and all the higher costs that come along with treating patients like that, they were able to receive a 20% boost in, in Medicare payments um, to, to treat those patients. But that whole policy comes to an end on May 11th when the public health emergency does. And so, that, you know, that's a big concern for hospitals because of the financial, financial implications, especially, again, for providers who are struggling with increased labor costs right now, with inflation issues. So, so that's certainly a big um, policy to watch over the next few months. And some of the most recent numbers we had found is that from January 2020 to November 2021, 
the payments for the 1 million fee-for-service Medicare patients that were hospitalized for COVID, a total of about $23 billion or about $24,000 a patient. So that's a lot of money um, that hospitals are potentially missing out on. And it's not like COVID has gone away. They do still have to treat COVID patients. Um, we're still having hundreds of people die from COVID every day around the country. So, um, so it's certainly something to watch. And it also has the potential to increase medical costs for patients that are hospitalized with COVID. Um, and then if patients have to pay higher costs for COVID-related services, they may even be less inclined to get tested or even seek treatment entirely. So I know public health experts have said in the media that it, it's something that could change the trajectory of this pandemic, but just a policy that's going to have to really be watched. So really interesting there. Jacob, thank you so much for sharing those two stories today. And thank you for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much, Grayson.